Welcome to Connemara Ponytails, a series of interviews giving you an insider's view on all things related to the Connemara Pony. We'll be exploring a broad range of topics with experts in their fields and also having some light-hearted chats with breeders, riders, producers and Connemara Pony enthusiasts. We hope you enjoy this free series. Follow updates and share feedback on our Facebook page, Connemara Pony World. Hello and welcome to Connemara Ponytails. We're two days away from the start of the 2022 Horse of the Year show in Birmingham, the highlight of the year for many show people across the UK and Ireland. To qualify, you have to win your class at one of the qualifiers, which are always hugely contested. On the podcast this evening, I have three brilliant guests who I know have worked so, so hard this year to once again qualify their ponies. Joining me are Kira Mullen from Ireland and both Vicky Casey and Vicky Smith from the UK. Welcome, girls, and thanks for joining me, especially as I know you're all super busy a couple of days before the show. Hello. Hi. Having a- Hi. I've actually never had two guests with the same name, so just to try and make it <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to refer to Vicky S and Vicky C, if that's okay with you girls. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so for guests that don't, or for listeners that don't know you, we might just start off, Kira, just a couple of minutes on yourself and how you got into ponies. Um, yes, yeah, so my name's Kira Mullen. I'm based in Dublin in Ireland. I've been lucky enough to have been a guest before for Lucinda. I started, I suppose, having my first Panama pony when I was about 10. I had two very good ponies, Black Bobby Sparrow and Pontoon Lad. And I suppose they started um, our foundation with Panama ponies. And ever since then, they've been a massive part of our yard. And I've ever had a time we haven't had a Connemara for someone or ourselves. Perfect. And we go on to the pony you have for, for Wednesday in a few min- in minutes, Kira. Thanks for that. Uh, Vicky Casey, nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. Tell us about yourself. Uh, so I'm based in York, um, up in North. Um, we've always had Connemaras, really. Um, my first one was a Henry Cullistoa, who was actually back when the sections were still 138. Um, but I'm involved with all sorts of plants from all and ponies, every breed. Um, we've even got a Dartmoor on the ad, which I love. Um, but I've still got Connemaras now, which is also who I'm riding at Hoy this year but mainly my background has been dressage and eventing so showing I think we're in fourth full-time season of shows now so it's really nice to kind of still be at the top. Brilliant and Vicky Smith. Hi I'm based in Lancashire I used to share a ride with Matthew Stream Smith who you also know reds a lot of Connemara's and um, I've actually only been riding natives for the past eight years I didn't want to ride hairy things until my sister got pregnant and then I had to ride hairy things. Um, and Connemara's were the first one that I fell in love with, really. They're the most versatile of the breeds and they're my favourite. All of them that come on jump, hatch, or dressage, they're so versatile, we do everything with them. So that's why I took to the Connemara breed, really. Starting with you then, Vicky S, what, what Connemara's... Um, have you qualified? Where did you qualify, or what's who have you got on going this week? So I've got JP Corbaldi doing the exceeding one four three workers. I think this will be his fifth time at Hoy. He's qualified every year from a five year old. He's by Linsford Barney actually. Um, yeah. And a little bit of good news today is the breeder of him has actually won the award at uh, Hoy for recognition of what JP's won. Oh, and his consistency. So yeah, he gets that he gets that award on Thursday, which I'm really pleased. It's Pat Heston from Galway. So I'm Galway. really pleased about that. Galway. Oh, Galway, yeah. Yeah, Galway. 
Oh my god! <laughs> I got you to learn English. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. shout out to the breeder. What's the breeder's name? I think it's called Pat Heskin. Pat Heskin. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm also riding. Um, we know in Castle Michael D. He's only been with me three weeks, so I've only actually been in the ring on him once. But I'm quite excited to ride him. He's a lovely pony. So that's my second Connemara ride this year. And he's in the flat class, not jumping. He's in the flat class. Yes, he's in the flat class. Brilliant. Okay, so two Connemara's going this week. And then back to Vicky C. What's your pony, Vicky? Yeah, so I've got Frederick's Mind Volcano. Um, he's just going as a worker this year. I decided after 2019, I didn't think it could get any better. So we've just stuck to the workers. But yeah, he's, he's one hell of a pony for me. And what's his breeding? Uh, so he's by Lister Hurricane. Um, he's actually bred out in Denmark. I think he's the only Dutch bred pony in the UK um, competing at that level at the minute. And he's just jumping, but he's he has in the past won both flat classes and working hunters. Yeah, so he won Hoyes in 2019 on the flat, um, and then he won RI last year and went champion in the workers. So, yeah, he's had a really good time. What a smasher. And Kira, your pony? Yeah, so I have Tavo Chokachapi, who is a five-year-old gelding. Um, he is obviously in face in very well not very novice novice um and he's by cool in america who the barley stand i believe that could be wrong and um he's at a verbal justice mayor okay i'm bringing a five-year-old to to hoys quite young he'd be one of the younger in the class yeah i think there's only two five-year-olds or three five-year-olds in the class what about the preparation for what's going on the last couple of weeks or the lead up from qualifying till now? What's what are you up to? And maybe Vicky S going back to you. What's going on? You said Bonowen Castle Michael G has only come to you a couple of weeks ago, so that might be a little bit more rushed. But even with the likes of JP, what are, what are you doing to get you ready? Well, I've had JP now for a few years, so I know quite what I have to do with him for sure. Um, I don't jump him a lot through the week. He jumps once. I have a lesson off Susie Gibson once a week, a show jumper. And then I'll do a little bit of pole work. And I mainly hack him because I don't like him too fit because he's quite he's quite sharp, Connemara. Uh, Michael D1, he's been with me for three weeks. I've tried to get a bit of weight off him. tried to get a bit fitter. Um, done a couple of clinics. I went to a clinic yesterday. went really well. Done a few bridal changes and tweaks and to suit myself and to suit him what I think will suit him. He's been before, so I'm hoping he'll just settle in. JP's quite sharp at Hoyt. He doesn't really like, he's better at the RI because he's got more room. He doesn't really like people on top of him. But mm. I'm, I'm hoping now I've prepared him enough because he went to the five-year-old and he just absolutely bolted around the course. He was petrified. But I'm hoping now over the years I've kind of got the measure of him. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping he'll perform on Thursday, fingers crossed. And Vicky, just interesting you say about um, the other pony on the flats, the Bonoan pony, and trying to get the weight off him. Is that a conscious decision? Because there's a lot of a lot of competitors probably trying to get weight on the ponies. So there's been a lot of a lot of service our judge as well. We've had a lot of emails, a lot of letters out as judges saying we've not to place fat ponies. They shouldn't be fat, you know. They've only got to walk trot and canter around. They should be fit. They should be engaged. You know, they don't need to be overweight. If they've got good enough confirmation, they don't need fat to cover it. In my opinion. Um, mm. So I just don't. I want him to go looking fit, not fat. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and, and I've heard that as well in um, kind of the horses as well, especially the hunters. I've noticed a lot of the producers have been stripping weight off yeah. them, and 
even even cobs they look a lot fitter as opposed to fat like i've really noticed a change this season in how people are doing the horses and it's much better to see because especially like when it was so hot during the summer this year they're able to do their job like you said we don't ask much of them mm-hmm. so they, we shouldn't and i completely agree they shouldn't have to be fat to make them look any better no i agree we had Jackie Webb a couple of weeks ago recording and she, one of the judges, um, not for this year at Hoy's, but one a big judge in the UK. And she was also saying she doesn't like fat ponies. So it seems to be a bit more topical to get the weight cut off, which is can only be better. Wait, didn't they to cover top line? And um, it was that. Yeah. Jackie, Jackie Webb actually bred Bono in Castle D, so I do not want to take him back when that's the comment. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's the last thing I want to do. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Tracker. <laughs> Kira, again, going back to a five-year-old, and we'll just stick on the whole weight. You know, usually with the younger ponies, you are trying to condition them up. How is he looking? Well, it's it's quite hard coming from Ireland. Like, so I had Seb in the UK at the start of the year. My pony's pet name is Seb. And um, he was very immature, in my opinion. Um, I had him with Katie Marie Payne, who was absolutely phenomenal. She was unbelievable to deal with. And she just, she said to me, I don't want to make your pony fat to make him look older for the open classes. Mm. Um, And at Winter Champs, um, we had some really, really knowledgeable judges who all, I think in three classes on different occasions, all said, you know, he's absolutely beautiful, but he needs another year. Mm. So my goal was I wanted to go to Windsor just to enjoy it. My mum and I, my mum had never been and I'd been a couple of times. So I Mm. said, look, let's do Windsor and we'll take him home. And I can give him the time and I can do the four and five-year-old classes in Ireland. And, you know, he can have that time that he needs. Um, and that was probably the best decision ever mm. because he's come on so much, like even since Dublin, the check in him. And it's not necessarily weight. He is just restoring. And like that with the work, the top line is coming. And he looks a bit rounder. A couple of weeks ago, he was a bit too light for me because obviously we have to travel so far. Um, yeah. So I actually changed his feed. I had him on quite a low percentage. Like he was a good doer. But I actually changed his feed about 10 days ago just to kind of give him an extra little bit so that if he travels and he wants to drop some, then I'm not worried. Mm. But it is a very, very fine line. And also, the ponies in the UK are done a lot more than Irish ponies would be. So in Ireland, you know, if it's a four-year-old or a five-year-old, they're allowed to be raw. They're allowed to Mm. look a bit weak. And they're given the time to mature because we have the novice classes and we have the shows. Whereas Mm. I feel like not a lot more is expected of them from a young age because people are becoming more aware. But they do have to be stronger in type to compete against the likes of, you know, the older ponies and the old, especially stallions. Like in Ireland, we have separate stallion classes. So it's it's a fine line, in my opinion. But again, he's been given the time to mature. So I do think, and he's got the right attitude. So as a five-year-old, I'm not worried about him. Whereas if I had something else and I was a bit worried, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take them. Vicky Casey, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think it makes sense. I mean, I, I, we were having this discussion earlier today on the yard, and we said I think a lot of our novice rules in the UK almost need changing a bit because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be competing at Hoys that you're then going to see competing in the novice um, heritage the week after. And it's always been something that I always think if you're going to go to Hoys and it's at that level, does it really need to continue doing novice classes? Why don't people give them that time to do yeah. a novice year before pushing to that final? And it's 
I think we lose a lot of good ponies that way, I feel, because they're just being pushed. Because the voice is so prestigious, that's why, to Kira's point, they're sort of being pushed through in the UK, the open route quicker, and they're losing that novice and then giving them that chance at the novice level. I know it sounds slightly like contradicting on myself because I am taking the final equally. He's he's had the time to mature, like you know, he's a completely different pony to what he was back in May when I took him home after Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's rising six now and he's ready, whereas if if he had qualified in May he would have been nowhere near ready. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can I interrupt there, where I've had a couple of novices which have been to Hoy. Um, and sometimes I've done the heritage champs and done the novice just to finish them on a quieter, lower level. They've yeah, not always got on one, but but when they've been to Hoys and it's been so buzzy, that's not always how you want them to finish the season. Yeah. So sometimes I take them to heritage, may, maybe not even do the evening performance, just do the daytime class, do one day, pack them up, and that they finish the season on a more relaxed, that's a intense brilliant. atmosphere. That's a brilliant yeah. idea, isn't it? Just taking them down before they have the, their break. Yeah. Yeah. Love us. I completely agree with him doing um, like Vicky doing that. I mean, we've done it with a few of ours, but I always kind of wish, from like a show perspective, that instead of being able to put them into a novice, almost have like an open novice or such, if that makes sense. So you've come from yeah, because, that. Yeah, because you can't class. do the restricted once you've been to home. No. That's the problem. You should still be able to do the restricted for the rest of the year. That would fill that gap. Mm. Yeah. It would be like a bit like what they've done with the plaided ponies where they have the four, five, six-year-old classes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you think they'd ever introduce the four to six year old class at Hoys, or will that just never happen? I don't think that'll happen. I don't think they've got the time. Oh, no. Yeah, or on the schedule, it's just too busy. There's, there's, no. there's been talk of, of, years ago they wanted a lightweight and heavyweight working hunter, and they didn't have time for that. That's why it's just runners one, where at the Royal International it's runners two. Just kind of going moving into the jumping part, then I know separately, Vicky, yes, you do have another worker, non Connemara, but going over to Vicky C. Vicky, tell me about your preparation then, jumping wise, and particularly as you're jumping in an indoor, what's what's different for Hoys versus other shows? I think Hoys is one of those shows that you almost you do everything you possibly can to prepare them, but you're so close to the people around the ring and. It, it, there are times when it feels like they're in the ring with you as an audience and <laughs> it's really hard to kind of tell your pony that I want you to jump these fences and totally ignore what's going on around you like there's food over there but don't look at that and don't look at that person or that child that's running down the side um but I know Barney really well now or I'd like to think I do I mean I've had him six years and he's I'm really lucky that he's the most chilled out pony I've ever had yeah. um, he does get hot up I mean, I remember our first experience in an indoor, a big indoor, was actually at Equifest, and he was still very much a baby. And he mm. couldn't keep four feet on the floor. I mean, I think I still owe people quite a lot of money for drinks that he kicked off the barrier. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's one of the reasons when I went to Hoys in 2019, and I asked my mum, and I said, don't expect us to be in the ring for very long. And she yeah. just looked at me, look, just do the best you can. And I, yeah. I honestly, and the only thing I can reward for that is the fact that we went home after that Equifest experience, and we spent time taking him to smaller shows and exactly what we've just been discussing really just giving him that good experience he is really chilled and to be honest I love Hoys with him because it does actually give him a bit of spark and I prefer them hot I don't it must, like it must suit some ponies versus others in fairness I know you can plug them and you can prepare them with them their cameras but surely there's some ponies that just really suit that atmosphere definitely and I think it's given them exactly what you said, giving them those good experiences in between. And I think if you can gain that trust with them, 
they'll do everything they can. They'll listen to yeah. who's sat on them. You'll give them a good ride. But no, he is, like I say, he is so chilled. And actually that atmosphere does suit him more. And that's why I was glad the overs went to seven o'clock in the morning because mine's super yeah. short and it's quite and it's quieter. <laughs> I was going to ask you, JP, do you do anything else then if he's that sharp? Is there anything that, that you do to prepare him? Yes. So this yesterday I took him to the tightest, spookiest, horriblest indoor I could find. Yeah. So that when he goes to Hoyt, he thinks he's got a luxurious arena that nobody's going to look at him. That's what I did yesterday. He's fine with the fence. Is there any fence preparation or is it the fence okay? It's just more the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. So if you, if, when I watch other people ride the course, if they've got three strides coming around the corner, I know I've got two because he just draws in. He just does not like, he almost wants to go in the ring with an eye mask on and nobody to look at him. Where mm. the other pony I ride thinks everybody's paid a ticket just to come see him. It's just you've got to ride. So I tried to ride the canter from fence one and keep going with what I've got. If I pull back, he starts to look. So I just kind of keep going with what I've got. He loves the jumping party, just rather nobody watching. He's just quite shy. And just for, for listeners as well who are thinking about doing the qualifiers for next year for on the jumping side, with regards to, I know you're, they're both open ponies you have at this stage, but do you do much jumping at home or how often are you jumping them? What's your preparation in general for the season? I tend to jump, I have a lesson once a week. I have a jumping lesson once a week where we jump in properly. And then mm. one other time in the week, I'll just incorporate some poles or some cavalettis with my schooling work. Mm. Um, I don't tend to jump at home. Uh, I tend to jump logs when I'm out. I do little bits of things when I'm hacking, but I tend not to jump at home. And Vicky C, are you the same? Yeah, I'm really similar. So I train with um, Heidi Goodhead at DHI, and obviously she's eventing, but we there once, once every two weeks for a lesson. And then we do a lot of hacking with Barney, um, and we just jump the odd fence where we hack the massive part with cross country course. So we tend to just pop random fences. Just keep him fresh, really. I mean, he knows yeah. his job so well now. I just like to tweak him here and there, but. No, I just keep everything really low-key for him. I just want him to love his job. And I'm going to go back to Kira. I keep going, Kira, the five-year-old. Kira, the, it'll be a big atmosphere for the pony, won't it? He's he's a bit like what Vicky's JP sounds like. Seb's a bit of an introvert. He's, at, at the big grass shows, the likes of Windsor and Dublin, you can 100% know that he is going to be unbelievable. Like he walks on, on the ring. The more crowd, the better. He's like, oh, all these people are here to see me. This is unbelievable. But then indoor, it's like he's claustrophobic. He's a bit like, oh, why am I inside? I don't like this. So we did a little practice last week. We went to Broad Meadows, which is local to us. And he was actually really good. He was better than I thought he'd be. I'd planned on going again, but we've my granddad passed away on Friday. So we didn't get to go a second time. So, yeah, I don't know. I've never used earplugs on him. I've never had to. I've never had to use cameras or anything. He doesn't really get any warm-up. He's just laid back. Um, I will put earplugs in him because, like the girl was saying, like people are on top of you. It's so claustrophobic in there. Mm. Um, yeah. And the kids running down and the chairs banging and, you know, the food stands and everything like that. Like, it's quite overwhelming. So even- I'm just going to gauge what it's like in the warm-ups and go from there. There was a question in from a listener around what happens behind the scenes and, you know, kind of moving into the warm-up. There's not even that, that much room to warm-up, particically for jumping and stuff. It's very tight, isn't it? Well, that's got no working. I've the kid the night before. No. Uh, just got to the eight. 
No, I mean jumping. We can't jump in there the night before. We don't oh, have a jump no. At Sorry. All. We've got no, nothing down there. We've got to jump at home and then just go. Vicky, just walk us through what happened um, with regards to behind the scenes. So when you arrive at the venue, is it very much set times on what you can or can't do for your population and your warm-up? Yeah, so we tend to, I think we can get in the stables from about five o'clock um, this year, as it's actually just earlier. And then it's a case of, there's always a queue to get in, which is past me. Um, getting your vet checks, you're on making sure you're your passport and vaccinations. Usually then getting allocated your stables and trying to get over there. Um, it usually ends up being a bit of a rush, getting from your stables and getting everything sorted to where you working in times are. But we're quite lucky this year for the workers that it's not until quarter past eight. So we can get down for that. But at the walk from the stables, in a good 20 minutes, it feels like it's gone on forever. The, the walk from the stables to the arena is 20 minutes. It's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right by a train track as well. <laughs> And out so by the forget- stables, what's, what, are, what are the facilities like out by the stables for warm-up or for exercising? Yeah, I've never used the outdoor arena. I don't know, Vicky, have you used it? Because it's never open yeah. when I've been. From when it opens to when it closes. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. I, do, I do use it. You get So when you go to check-in, there's a board that says when you can use the outdoor arena. So there's lunging times, there's vet inspection times for the FEI jumping. So there is mm. only allocated times you can actually ride outside as well. They're generally quite good. Like if, if you say to them, oh, I'm going up in 10 minutes, can I just have a quick trot round? They'll let you sneak in and go for a move. Yeah, they, they will be odd one. And, and Vicky S, just to be clear here, there's no jumps up at the, at the warm up up by the stables. Is that right? You can't jump No, there's no there. jump. You can't jump anywhere till the, the, till the you're warming up for your actual class. There's no net, there's none the night before and there's none in the outdoor either. Okay, and is there an allocated time you can have a jump for your warm-up or is it a typical just everyone jumping before they go in? Everyone before they go in, yeah, it's free-for-all. Yeah. It's okay. usually very tight and very manic. Yeah. So then what about, it's always, there's always, always questions on clipping and how you prepare with your clip. Does do any of you, someone tell me what the best way to clip your pony is before hoys? Well, I'm a hairdresser, so I'm absolutely, <laughs> I'm obsessed with having no lines anywhere. Um, so I send a clip to the knee and then I blend everything backwards because I can't stand I'm it. Lines. Room, so Vicky, what are you using? Look, I, I'm a listener and I'm an absolute amateur. I just clip with one blade. What to, where do I start? What blade do I need? So it depends what colour I'm clipping. So JP being grey, I clipped him 12 days before with normal A2 blades because okay. he's jumping so he can have a bit of a shorter coat. Um, obviously, we don't quarter mark, so we don't need anything like that. Now, yeah. I've got a new forest that's a blue colour. I want to keep his colour. So I cover coated him 10 days before. Um, and then blend again, what, what did you do 10 days before? I cover coated. So it's, a, it's a more of a, it's more of a meat. It's not a medium blade. It leaves more hair on. It, leaves, so it just literally takes the hair Texas hair top layer off. Yeah. Okay. Your standard 1.4, a medium is 2.5 mil and your cover coat is 5. Um, I think, Kira, you need to join the hairdresser with um, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> I got, yeah, that's, that's my dog groomer coming out. <laughs> so, and is, is that the 10-day clip before? That's the last clip before the class. And I've never clipped less than 10 days before, ever. I think I, I remember do, I did a small hunter at Jane's one year, um, the, the Church Rock Cash Life. Well, uh, I did it with Mark, and he did him seven days before because he was actually parked on Amara 
Okay. Um, and he called him the bog pony because he had just his coat was always wild. But he did the same. He did him on a on a cover coat as well seven days before. But like that was a, that was cutting it really close. And then rugs, just normal rugs. What is there any special rugging that's done? It's so mild this year. I've I've used half the rugs that I've I've done. I did step on um, medium blades for two point five mil. I had an absolute nightmare. My clipper broke right as I started. Let's drive three hours and get a new clippers and come back again. Oh no! Start again. <laughs> oh my god! I was pulling my hair out. Um, so oh. I did him on 2.5 blades, the same thing to his knee, and then blended back the way with the trimmers his knee. I actually didn't take his face off. I was able to blend that because he didn't have a lot of hair. If I had done him with yeah. cover coats, I probably wouldn't have got any hair off at all because his coat was quite good. Yeah. But I have a sheath, uh, kind of one of those new market wool rugs, and then I have two 200 gram rugs on him, and he hates me. <laughs> Does anyone not clip or is everyone in the Connemara classes clipped? No, I know I know a couple that won't clip. Yeah. I didn't clip a few years ago with one of the riding horses. It, under the lights, the coat looked really different and I swore blind I'd never not clip again. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I would have thought if you don't clip, you could get a lovely shine as well. No, the coat was a bit too long. I just saw Hunter years ago and she wasn't clipped and the same like she was oiled down her coat was oiled down mm, yeah. and I would always clip now okay. because you can use the cover coat blades and you, you know you can you can create a summer coat and it's so much easier and it's so yeah, hot and warm that when you come out and it's into the cold as well you don't want them to get a chill and there's no real washing facilities there's no hot water mm-hmm. so you don't want them you don't want to be washing them off with cold water. It's just so much easier to manage. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think what a lot of people make the mistake of is they clip them on an A2, so they clip them quite short, mm. and then they rug them up so the coat doesn't come through at all. Mm. We're clipping the yeah. coat, but we want we do want some to grow. So when you over rug, the ponies mm. think they're warm enough and the coat won't grow. We need the coat to grow a bit so they don't look as clipped. I like that. Do any of you... Word, but may you probably all do that with regards to the judges I, I don't know the names of who they are I've seen them maybe somewhere do, do you look into them and look at what they like and do you do your homework on them before the classes I have done this year um I don't normally look because I just think we're at the final what's going to happen will happen mm. and we're qualified to get there so we'll do the best we can and hopefully they're like our ponies but you know this year I've, I know our jump judge is the same judge that judged RI um a couple of years ago so I kind of got a little bit excited. Actually, our ride judge is one that I've never come across. Um, I know I said to you earlier, I think I'm pretty certain she's big into her Welshers. So it'll be really interesting for our workers. And Kira or Vicky, have you looked into yours as well? I've actually... World did like a little kind of thing, interview thing for the magazine the other day and they put it on their Facebook and I read that. But you kind of have to take it with a pinch of salt. You know, you've got to get there, you've got to go well. You've gotten there like yeah obviously it matters everybody would like to do quite well but you have to enjoy the experience as well and I'm very much a person that like puts too much pressure on themselves so I try have I've learned to kind of go in a bit more blind because I'm such an overthinker Hmm. well easier said than done I'm sure as well yeah yeah um Kira just while I'm chatting there someone came in and asked about um you getting to the UK from Ireland is it a pain in the neck my worst nightmare it's not as bad as it used to be. You used to have to have a blood test and do all that sort of paperwork. Um, I actually had... So basically, <laughs> we are travelling with Danny's Pride and you do your paperwork 
through kind of a company. So be it Gillies or Branham's or whoever you want to go for. Um, so we've gone with Gillies. I normally use Branham's, but Mel uses Gillies, so that's fine. And they just do all your paperwork for you. Um, your vest, it's a lot easier than it used to be. Your vet comes out and signs a piece of paper um, to say the animal is healthy and their vaccinations and all that sort of stuff. And then they give that to the Department of Agriculture. They then give you a clearance form. I had a phone call today from the lady to say that she would be out to check my animal. They come out and check the microchip and make sure all the paperwork matches. And she mm. asked me for my vet cert, which given everything that was going on, I had completely forgotten about my vet cert. So safe to say there's a few 999 calls to my vet to ask him to come and do my paperwork because um, Seb leaves at 6 a.m. tomorrow. It's more um, a money racket in my opinion. It's so expensive to do it now. Um, Can you say the cost or the, the rough cost? Yeah, you're, I know from using Branham's and, and things like that, you're looking at the guts of €1,200. Euro. Yeah, it's so a lot of money. Which was actually one of the reasons why I decided to leave him in the UK at the start of the year because I couldn't afford to spend €1,200, Euro, you know, once, twice a month to go and travel. And by the time mm. you've done your entries and your fuel and your stabling to do the shows that you want to do, it's actually cheaper to have them there on livery and to just fly over. I wonder if there's a way to, to reduce that cost or if there's a way we can lobby to get it down at all. It just seems a little bit it, it has, not necessary. It's gotten a, a lot better. Mm. Um, I know the first time when I signed when I was in the country last May, it was nearly a grand just to get him home because of the best and everything that needed to be done. So it has come down. Hmm. And it is getting better, but, it, but it's still a lot. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. And I'll go back to we go Vicky C on this one. The Connemara seem to be massively popular at Hoys, more so than the other native breeds. What is it about the Connemara ponies? Do you think that appeals to so many riders, and why why the classes and why the the qualifiers are just so hugely popular? I think Connemara. I think the well being as it is at the minute, with like money and the cost of things and everything. I think the Connemara has become even more popular because it can do so many jobs, especially the 14-handers. I think we've got the smaller jockeys that can ride them. They can then last a bit longer, but they're so versatile. You can do every job with them. Their temperaments as well, they're, they're just so easy. Uh, I know there's obviously the odd one that's a bit sharper than the other. On a general basis, they are just so talented at every single job, and it it makes sense, really. Are the 14 hands getting more popular than ever before? I think so. I'm definitely seeing, I've seen a lot recently, people asking for a lot of overheights, which it, it does worry me a little bit that they're going to start being bred too big and you're going to lose the classic pony characteristic. But the 14 hander is still the biggest worker class. On a whole, it is majority Connemara. Um, yeah. You've got some people sneaking in other breeds, such as New Forest, but, you know, <laughs> they've got to come somewhere. <laughs> Vicky, so for listeners, Vicky Vicky Smith has also qualified a new forest and is head to head with Vicky Vicky C in the class. Um, and Vic, Vicky S, what what's your thoughts on the Connemara's being so popular? And you ride in the Connemara versus the new forest. What do you like about the Connemara's? The Connemara's. George is actually our second new forest to have. The first one jump, but not as good as George. The new forest is as versatile as the Connemara for me. They are. I mean, I've worked with a couple. They are a really good breed to work with, but you don't always get the substance you get with a Connemara for me. I like the substance of a Connemara where 
you, you knew Forrester was a little bit more finer in the breed. Is it fair to say that Connemara ponies are better jumpers in general than New Forest? I don't know because this one a man done half jump. It's probably, the, it's, probably the best, <laughs> it's probably the best jumper I've had on the yard, to be fair. Okay. Really, yeah, yeah. But, he did, but he didn't start jumping until he was nine. So, uh, uh, what age is he now? We've gone on to we do an episode on New Forest. What age is the New Forest? He's 11 now. I've had him two, I've had him two seasons. He was wow. fourth last year in his first year. And, and back to the Connemars, are you seeing growth in the smaller ponies, more demand for the smaller ponies or the overheights? Um, I think there is more demand for the smalls. As I said, Nikki said, you know, the junior riders prefer the small ones because some of the 14 twos can be a bit rangy and feel a bit haughty for the kids. But I don't always think Connemars are for children. You know, I've had someone here that have been really sharp, you know. I've had some quiet ones, I've had some sharp ones. So I think mm. Connemara is a sore bird club, but they're also individual. I've never had yeah. two the same. You've been very, very, very individual. Mm. And I think the breedings, we're re- really up on the breeding now for what um, temperament and jump and things like that. You know, they are, you can actually follow the breed. Like I agree. Other breeds, you know, the only other ones you can't really do that with jumping. Kira, marking system for hoy finals. Is this for both, you know, the flats and the workers? Is that how it works? They take a score down for every rider? Yeah, 50 for ride and 50 for confirmation. Okay. In the flat. And then one of the victories uh, for jumping, are you are you marked per fence or how does it work? So in the in the workers, it works different at highs than any other show because the jump judge actually gets the most marks. Okay. At the Royal International or any, or any other show, the jump judge gets 20 and the okay. conf- confirmation judge gets 20 for confirmation, 10 for show. However, at highs, the jump judge gets the 10 for show as well. So it's the oh, only show oh, that actually does that. Why is that? Because one does performance and one does confirmation at highs. But as, and I think because they split the class and they don't have the time to switch the judges back. Right. Yes, they don't switch them back. So as we all do the jump round, the jump judge jump, judges them, mm. and then they split the confirmation and the show. So the jump judge will mark the show and the confirmation does her confirmation bit as well at the same time, you see. Do you think there should be more point space for flat classes or do you think that, you know, a lot of the time... It's just what the judge sees in front of them and what they like, and there aren't actually points. Do you think it, everything should be points-based? Well, I'm a hunter judge as well, where I judge with absolutely no marks. So mm. I'm used to both systems. I don't mind the mark system at all. I think it works on some, works and not on others. But for me, if they use a range of marks, it works. It's when judges don't use a range of marks, it's frustrating. When they mm. use four marks out of 50, it doesn't... Anybody could win the class, it's a lottery. Yeah, no, it's just I see all the different systems and in Ireland we have, you know, a lot just on the flats here and not having point systems and sometimes, you know, for accountability with judging and stuff, it might help where there's points based. You can see both sides, like with Vicky with the Hunters, I, I would do quite a lot of horse classes as well. So it's, it's on a ride judge, so obviously it's a different. Um, and but there's, a lot of com- there's a lot of conversation between your confirmation judge and your ride judge. Yeah, hunter class, classes in general. So you know, it's not necessarily like I was just in workers a couple of weeks ago, and um, I had a pony jump a really really nice round, but it had a pole, but I scored it quite high elsewhere because it it flowed and it went well, mm. as opposed to the pony that jumped clear. And um, in this particular class, each fence was marked at ten. So the pony with the pole won, which which was obviously a surprise to myself, but I like the pony, so I could stand over it. But equally, you can the judges that are judging can't predict what's going to happen if they're using the mark. So they mm. themselves might have a pony that's fourth, and it might come forward, and they might think, oh, 
well. I, I didn't have that voice, but obviously my confirmation judge preferred it. So there's no kind of mutual agreement in that sense. Okay. It, it works. It works, but this, it, it can be a lottery, like they don't use their range of marks. Vicky C, what are your thoughts on that? No, I completely agree with everything that's been said. I mean, it's been there's been so many times that we've looked at on time working on worker sheets, but that we've looked at the worker marks, and there's only been say one and two marks between the top three ponies, or mm. there's four ponies that have got a nine out of ten for its show. And quite often we stand there and we think, well, okay, they must have gone really well, but were they all really nines? And mm. you do just hope for exactly what I just agree with. Like you said, to be honest. I wish there was a, I could they would use a wider range. It's like sometimes yeah. judges are a little bit too scared to use more. Okay, so just to wrap it up, I know everyone loves a good tip. And I'm just hoping you all have one super duper tip for our listeners just on what you're doing to get ready or what really works for you to make you giving you the winning edge. So maybe, um, Kira, can we start with you? Have you got a nice tip for us? I think you have to be really, really critical of your own animal and and this kind of goes back to the weight thing like I would pull my pony out every single day and I would analyze you know whether I thought you needed less middle more middle you know more top and that that way you can tailor your workload we all we all believe we have the best ponies in our own eyes but there's always always room for improvement so you've got to be honest with yourself sometimes and and be critical of where you can make improvements and that way that way you can improve and become better and and just on that Kieran I know you work really closely with your mum and your dad on on you know producing the horses and ponies Did, does it help to have a third party then to look at that because you're seeing that pony day in day out and to actually help you with that uh, view no not necessarily my mum and my boyfriend Lee, I have them driven mad I pull my pony out every day and my favourite famous line is too fast she will say that at least three times a week and then Lee will agree with her and then it's two weeks <laughs> yes and no sometimes yeah. I might ask somebody no because it's a fresh pair of eyes yeah um but it's a bit of a running joke in our family that he's too fat <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my mum too brilliant and Vicky C what about you one lovely tip for us I'm a chronic list maker. Um, I have to know times of everything and I have everything written down or I will forget things. And I think for me, the other thing is try not to overthink it. Uh, you've come this far. You've had, you've got to where you need to be by qualifying. And it's just a case of kind of slow down. You've done all the work now and enjoy every minute of it because it goes so fast. And when you say try not to overthink it, do you do anything like hypnosis or meditation or anything like that? Or do you have affirmations or any of that? I'm actually a headphone user, so I tend to put my music on um, and just put myself in kind of my own little world. Okay. And just try and shut out kind of what's going on around me and focus on what I can feel from my pony, especially when I'm with. Um, I think it's too easy to be distracted. Yeah, that's so true. Lovely. Thank you. And last but not least, Vicky S. I always say um, be organised, especially at Hoys, you know, things like bridal discs up to the arena. If you miss them, you've missed your working in time. Um, be organised, have a plan. And then once everything's in order, enjoy it. End of the day, you've, you've got there. There's people paid to come and watch you enjoy your pony. Enjoy it. Are you writing lists like Vicky does? I am yeah. super organised, like really, really badly organised. <laughs> Asking everyone around. 
Um, now that's brilliant, Vicky. Well, girls, best of luck. We'll be, I'll be ringside supporting you all as well. And I really appreciate you. I know you're massively busy now the couple of days leading up. So I'll let you get back to what you're doing. And thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much.